everybody, welcome back to Cover B. Welcome back to Cover B. We have a very sad real extra. Yeah, it's kind oh, of a yeah. heckin' bummer. Yeah, it's it's um uh... <laughs> Exactly. That could be the title of this episode. It's just You know. <sighs> uh today we wanted to talk about Paper Girls. We finally got around to watching the Paper Girls series on Amazon Prime Video Prime Stream Prime Video Prime something. Prime Video, I think Prime is what they call something. it. Even though it's um, TV two. I don't know. Yeah, I don't Whatever. Know, but uh, Amazon Prime put on a Paper Girls show. Uh, the reason it's sad is because they did literally no advertising for it, as well as doing, making some choices in the show itself. I think that led to them ultimately not renewing it. So this is the only season of Paper Girls we get. It really only covers maybe like the first couple volumes of uh, Paper Girls. So we don't get the full Paper Girls experience on live action uh, because Amazon basically sabotaged it from the start. Thanks, Amazon. Because they were so focused on their Lord of the Rings thing um, and supporting that and advertising that, uh, that Paper Girls, which should have been an absolute knockout of the park for them. Total smash. Uh, considering the love that... Uh, stranger things gets and the fact that paper girls was released basically right after stranger things most recent season ended um and yet it did not do well enough to garner a second season so but maybe if word gets out and uh people watch it maybe amazon will think again or maybe some other streaming service can pick it up though i doubt i've seen a few people talking about like what if paper girls gets picked up by someone else uh, I don't see Amazon letting go of franchises, even if they're not renewing them. So I don't see that being the case. D-bags. Um, <laughs> but who knows? Who knows? Anyways, for those who don't know, Paper Girls is a comic uh, by Brian K. Vaughn uh, that features a group of four paper girls in 1988 uh, delivering papers the night slash morning i guess it's early morning after halloween um but it's like way way early and they're getting harassed by teens who are out egging houses and stuff um said teens eventually steal one of their very expensive walkie-talkies so they go and chase them down uh and find out that said teen was actually a time traveler from the distant future and they get wrapped up in this whole time war between these people called the old timers that want that believe time travelers shouldn't change the past and these this group called the teenagers that believe it should be okay to change the past uh etc etc there's dinosaurs uh there's giant microscopic beings fighting robots um it's crazy it's wild every single this was one of my favorite books to pick up in single issues because every single issue got, like, crazier and crazier. And in my opinion, it has one of the best endings that I've read in a series. Uh, the ending wrapped things up really, really well. Thus, I was really excited for it to come to the big screen. Uh, and now, here we are. <sighs> anyway, the show itself takes some liberties with the story. But for the most part, it follows things along pretty much to the... To the T to a point, 
there's like a point where it kind of shifts and starts bringing in new characters focuses a bit more on the 2019 which in the comics was the 2016 timeline um but uh one of the coolest things about this book that i think they they also did well interpreting in the show is uh one of the big drives of the book is amidst all this sci-fi kind of wacky bonkers uh just strange adventure that these girls are on we do see them either seeing glimpses into their future or actually meeting future versions of themselves and having to come to terms with how their dreams as you know 12 13 year old girls don't necessarily play out when they reach adulthood or teenhood um and how things change including spoiler alert one of the girls mac who actually finds out that she dies of leukemia um very shortly after like not many years beyond how old she is currently uh and i i've always thought that was a really cool part of this book uh series and again they did well in the show kind of interpreting that as this more philosophical look at like you know what would experiencing your younger self or your younger self experiencing an older self really be like and how do you interpret how do you justify the decisions you made in your life to your younger self who wanted to be an astronaut or wanted to be the president or something crazy right um and that's a big part of the book too admits like i said backdropped on this weird time war time traveling nonsense uh it's cool it's a great series uh t what were your thoughts on the show so Overall, I actually thought they did a really, really good job. Um, I thought the casting was handled well. Mm. I thought the cinematography was handled well. The music was really good. So all those things that necessarily aren't going to be like a direct reflection of the book or like can be new, like introducing music and the way things lay out shot wise and stuff like that. I thought all of that was handled very, very well. My biggest concern going in was, are they going to be able to go hard enough Right? Because this is a weird book. This is a very mm. strange, bonkers, as you put it, just like peculiar and unafraid to be weird book. And my concern was that that's what people liked about it was how freaking weird and bananas it was and how every issue you picked up was something entirely new and crazy and unexpected. And I was worried that the show was going to play it too safe. I don't necessarily think the show played it too safe. I actually think the show did a pretty okay job of trying to take on the things. I think my biggest issue with the show as a whole is that they didn't do enough fast enough mm -hmm. to get people like all of the type of weirdness that this show can offer. Yeah, to that point, I personally think they did play it too safe. Really? And I say that in the sense of this easily could have been amazon's uh stranger things right they should have gone in they should have gone in on budget they should have gone in it's not an easy thing to budget no because it requires like time travelers flying around on pterodactyls and lasers and giant mechs giant <laughs> yeah giant robots and stuff like that and i get that i get that that's expensive and you need a good vfx team for it but if you did it if you went for it, if you put the money into it, 
the same money that you're willing to put into your Amazon, the same money that you're willing to put into uh, freaking Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Like if you if you went for it, this could have been a Stranger Things competitor. Absolutely. It's not a Stranger Things killer. I'm not going to call it that because you can't kill Stranger Things. It's huge. <laughs> but it's very clear that there is a market. Oh, look at, yeah. Look at the success of the It movies. Look right. at the success of Stranger Things. Look at all these movies that take place in the 80s and have an 80s vibe and are weird and sci-fi and trippy. And it would have been great because this is so much different than Stranger Things. Stranger it's Things very is different. eldritch and dark and weird. And this is like bright and peppy and like traveling through time and going into the future and covers a lot of different eras. And so I don't think they played it. They didn't play it as safe as I was worried they would. Right. Like they definitely had. They had the pterodactyls appear. You know, they had some cool effects. They had some, you know, a pretty good cast. I like the big robots. Um, they had the big ro- <laughs> like a big robot fight. But they could have played it less safe. They could have put more into it, and I think it would have appealed to people more. Yeah. And that's honestly my biggest complaint is because they they didn't put they budgeted barely. The only advertisements of her this I ever saw were on like other sites in like a banner. Right. I even on Amazon's own site, I never saw ads for this. Right. You know, even like I think we saw we have an Amazon TV that we watch all our streaming stuff on. And I think we saw an ad for it on there like once on like the homepage. Yeah. I mean, the only reason I knew this was coming out was because I got a notification from IMDb because Mm. I get IMDb notifications and it was like coming soon. Paper girls. And I was like, yeah, what? For like (laughs) months. Any packages you order from Amazon are wrapped in War of the Rings tape. Yep. Yep. Why no Paper Girls tape? Yeah. And that, that's my thing is I feel like, and that's what's frustrating about these companies buying up comic licenses is that none of them are willing to really like go there. Right. They're, it's like they're buying them up to like see and then sometimes they'll actually produce them. And they'll just put in like bare minimum of what they think they can get by with and then cancel it. Like, oh, didn't do well. It's canceled. I'm looking at you, Deadly Class. Like, <laughs> these things could be great. They could be great shows. You yeah. know, like they could be incredible shows. But no one who buys up the rights to them feels like they're willing to put the time and effort into making them great. Yeah. It's just like, oh, you know, let's hit some story beats that they had maybe do like let our writers have some creativity and change the story up which i'm fine with i'm not the type of person that wants basically the the comic to be the storyboard for the show i'm fine with having larry i'm fine with certain changes to characters i'll get to there's one significant change that they made that i really don't like um that i'll cover but i'm fine with taking some like liberty on the story and like shifting things around and maybe doing eras out of order right. you know in the comics there's a big part where all the girls end up in a different era and having them kind of doubled up instead i'm fine with all that but if they had gone super duper hard like netflix stranger things levels of hard budget wise and intenseness wise in intensity wise intenseness um <laughs> instead of where they did go which was still good i think they would have had they would have had a new Stranger Things. It would have been super popular. It would have gotten tons of love online. You know, it would have looked amazing. 
and it would have stuck around. But maybe that's just me postulating because I'm disappointed in it getting canceled. <laughs> no, it's valid. I no, I agree. I think I think they went hard enough in the weird. Yeah. I don't think I'm, they went hard enough in the money. Yeah, and that's that's all to be said that I'm happy with the hardness that they went. Yeah. I just wish they had gone even further. Right. You know what I right. mean? Right. I agree. As a marketer, I think the level of marketing they did was nonsensical mm-hmm. because there was none. And yeah. this obviously is not going to be a cheap thing to make. So you have to double down on it. Yeah. I mean, even, even like, yes, they went weird-ish. They went weird light. You know what I mean? Like, right. They could have gone weirder. <laughs> like, they omitted some things from the books. That I think, like, you know, was because they admitted it because of budget constraints, but also it would have been nice to see them. Right. You know what I mean? It would have been nice to have them. Like, we didn't get any of the clone errands yet. Right. Even though we should have, technically. Right. You know, we didn't have an epic helicopter chase. We didn't have the... I don't remember what the microscopic creatures... It's like like a water bear or something. Whatever, the little ones that are, like, indestructible. They got, like, six legs. And they're, like, little pink squishy things. Yes. Uh, That was supposed to fight the ro- be fighting the robot. Like, that's what the robot fight was. Oh, yeah. But it was two robots, which is fine. And, like, like I said, I'm fine with these liberties and stuff. It just feels like because of the, like, you know, hey, tell me what the, like, minimum budget is to make this thing make sense kind of angle it seems like they right. took with this. I feel like they missed some of the weird little bit of the weird there's also that horrible like ouroboros like circle where okay we don't want to blow everything in the first season because we need to be able to make up to like four seasons of the show right but in order to do that we need to make sure that the first season is good enough to get renewed but also we need to not spend so money that we don't get renewed but we also need to spend enough money that people actually watch it and so it's like this horrible like self-consuming circle of like Spend enough, don't spend enough. Use enough of the material, don't use too much of the material. And, yeah. like, sometimes you get lucky, at, a la Sandman, and sometimes you don't. What, <laughs> what always weirds me out, um, and this is kind of on topic, but might be a bit of a rant that people don't care about, and I need to, <laughs> I need to look into this more. But I'm always really, like, if it's something on, like, Paramount or Peacock... Right. Or, you know, back in the day when, like, Yahoo had their own streaming service and stuff. Like, if it's if it's one of those smaller streaming services, I can kind of understand having a metric of, like, this didn't do well because it didn't, our numbers didn't go up, our new subscriptions didn't go up when this launched, or whatever it is. I don't understand what metrics these streaming services that already have tons and tons and tons of people are using. You know what I mean? Like I don't like Amazon already, they clearly already with the boys and you know, with this rings of power thing and the rings of power rings of power is what it's called. I think I said war of the ring earlier rings of power. I think rings Rings of of power thing. Um, and, like, there are other super successful shows that they have that everyone talks about. Right. And, like, I think Apple TV has a ton of people because of all that, like, crazy mind-controlled Apple people out in the world. <laughs> and so, like, what metric do they use to go, like, is it just viewership? 
But at that point, like, in my opinion, if your viewership sucks, it's not the show's fault. Because you already have the people. The audience is there. Yeah. If they didn't watch it, they don't know about it. I know chronically streaming addicted people. They watch freaking everything. <laughs> like, everything that touches the platform, they're watching. Yeah. Those people will watch this shit. They just don't know it exists. I know. And, like, that's that's a you. You did that. You set it up to so fail. So, like, it's crazy to me when you have Netflix, like, they launch something and, like, two weeks later they're like, oh, it's canceled. I'm like, two weeks later, maybe just do an advertising push on it. Make YouTube ads. Make banner ads. Like, put it on your homepage. Nobody actually, and, like, these streaming services all have a landing page that's, like, top content right now. They could make that up. There's no saying that, like, when you get on Netflix, it's like one, two, three, four, five. It's got all the numbered things. If something's not doing well, just put it at one. No one can judge you. No one can say, like, oh, they're falsifying. No, no. You don't know. Just put it. You don't know what the metrics are for this list. Netflix could have their own weird bonkers metrics for this list. And now they've put this one at number one, you know? The only metric I have seen mentioned in reference to Paper Girls not getting renewed was that it didn't reach the top 10 streamed programs for the top, for the first three weeks of its release, which to me says, okay, so what else was it competing against? And why is that the metric that gets used when you don't, like, it, it, it harkens back, in my opinion, to, like, Jupiter's Legacy on Netflix. Yeah. Like, just an arbitrary, like, oh, this didn't immediately hit number one, so it's out of here. And it's yeah. like, I don't, why? It's, why? That's, that's what kills me, is, like, you guys are, like, the top streaming platforms right now. Yeah. So, like, just make people watch it. Like, it's yeah, it's, it's not that hard. It's like, when I go to a movie theater... There's like a prime video turn your damn phones off thing before the thing. Why are there no paper girls clips in that? Make a new one of those and put paper girls in it so that people go, whoa, what was that show? Cool. You know, nobody wants to give money to daddy Bezos. And yet we all use Amazon every day, all day long. Mm -hmm. Okay. Why? I don't understand why they couldn't just do a banner at the top of this page. That's like, have you checked out pepper girls yet? And the thing about it too, is that from a marketing standpoint, they will know whether your account has looked at, watched or, or done anything related to paper. Mm -hmm. girls. They have that data. They're using it to market. I know this for a fact. I know this for a fact. So all they have to do is use the metrics of like, they've watched things like this, throw it on their Amazon feed. And it's free because it's marketing space that they own. that's, that's That's what kills me is like, these companies are so insular. Yep. Like they already have their audience. It's already there. Yep. And then the audience doesn't watch this thing and they go, oh, well. They must hate it. They must, or it just isn't performing well. So let's get rid of it. And it's like, but they're there. You just didn't do enough to get them in the room. You they know don't know I mean? it exists. Like, it's like having a free buffet at like a museum, like lobby of the museum. And you're like, you know what? I want to do something special for our guests today as a museum curator. I'm going to have like a free buffet in this room next to the lobby. And you don't put any signs up. No. Nope. You put like one sign outside the front door. That's like four by six <laughs> and it yeah. says free, bu- free buffet, but it doesn't say where. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? And it doesn't have pictures of the buffet or anything. And then when no one does it, you go, well, I'm never doing that again. Yeah, I guess that's super unsuccessful. And it's like, you already had the people coming into the... You weren't doing the buffet to get more people in. Yeah. You were doing the buffet for the people that were already there. They just didn't know it was there. Yeah. You can't justify never doing it again when you didn't advertise it, when you didn't push people toward it, you know? And there's and so that's many easy metrics they could have done. I mean, anybody who searched for anything Stranger Things on Amazon could then have been served an ad for Paper Girls. They have that data. Yeah. They are big brother enough to know those or things. Or even throw some money at Google. Yep. You could do that like, too. Hey, you, you know, we're going to promote this when people search for Stranger Things. I know what they're capable of and, and they just bam. didn't do it. Yeah, it's, 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 and this is just me being bitter. I know it. <laughs> it's salt, but <laughs> I get it, but it, it. It always drives me crazy with, like, Jupiter's Legacy, with, like, these anime live-action adaptations that they do. They're, like, unwilling to go in all the way, and then when it doesn't do well by whatever bonkers metrics that they have, instead of being like, hmm, maybe let's do a wave two of this and do a bigger push, yeah. they just go, never, never again. You know what I mean? Because it's not like they had to buy space on tv it's not like they had to work with advertisers like they it's so insular yeah so for them to give it like a tiny window of time paper girls i think literally only had like two three months of like yeah. time to exist before it was like nope you're gone and to give it like this tiny window of time as you would with like a normal tv show and then go now nah, we're not putting money into this ever again instead of being like why don't we take our billions and billions and billions <laughs> of made up monopoly money and float it towards advertising this thing again. And then if after a two month advertising push on this thing, it still doesn't perform well to our already captured audience. Then we know no one wants it and we can move on from it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why do the bare minimum and then be like, Oh man, no one liked it. They, they did the same, HBO Max did the same thing with Lovecraft Country. Not an adaptation. I, I think an adaptation of novels, I believe. Yeah. But, like, did the same thing. Yep. Had, like, very tiny advertisements, but it was the same time they were, like, setting up all this WB stuff. So they were, like, pounding you about, like, Godzilla versus Kong. And they were pounding you about Wonder Woman. Yep. And et cetera, et cetera. And then Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country got canceled, even though it's, like, critically acclaimed and it amazing. won like an oscar yeah or some or a uh emmy, emmy or whatever <laughs> it's an amazing show got like no love no advertising push got swallowed up by a bunch of other bigger things and instead of being like oh hey maybe we should put this in our banner because people online seem to be reacting really well to it or like hey maybe we should like you know put this as a featured thing like we're gonna have wonder woman we're gonna have kong and then we're gonna have lovecraft country as like a featured thing and they did for a teeny teeny bit but it's like to just can't i don't know and i want to do one more note on the marketing of it because i know some of you are sitting there thinking it and i want to i want to combat it right now and cu cut it off at the at the bud okay I know some of you are sitting there going, okay, but Sandman's like number one and Sandman didn't necessarily get a huge marketing push and it's doing just fine. You know what Sandman had that Jupiter's Legacy didn't and that Paper Girls didn't and that these other 
comic adaptations don't have. Neil Gaiman as an internet personality with hundreds of thousands of followers on social media. Well, I mean, that and more of, you know, Paper Girls is an incredible book, but it's not something everyone knows about. No. You know, uh, Jupiter's Legacy, same, incredible book, but not something that everyone knows about. No, not at all. Diamond Sandman is a classic. Yes. You know what I mean? It's, it's... It's known in the comic community. Yes. So it already has a huge fanship. And to be fair, like, yeah, that does, it is, I don't know, you know, it it lucked into it. It it didn't get a huge marketing push, true, but it had a lot going for it already. And that doesn't change the fact that, like, if Sandman didn't do well and didn't have a huge marketing push, I would be advocating for it at the same time you know what i mean because it's lucky that it did but even then netflix is like well i don't know yeah (laughs) i don't know if we're gonna do more like i said i i really feel like gaiman was able to be such a loud advocate for his show he has such a loud like platform and he was so vocal about you have to watch this or they're going to cancel it because it was expensive and you know yeah and Having an influencer makes a difference. <laughs> Backtracking a smidge to our previous conversation about the budget and going, being willing to go there, they went there with Sandman. Yeah. It was a great adaptation of the original. Yeah. They poured a lot of money into it to make it look like it should yeah. and feel like it should, and it was good. Netflix yeah. didn't do the, like, oh, this is a comic adaptation. Let's do, like, the bare minimum Right. I, I just think, honestly, the strategy behind Paper Girls wasn't there. I it wasn't somebody advocating for this to be what it could have been. It's a missed opportunity for it. more More than just me being bitter about it, it is legitimately a missed opportunity for Amazon. This yeah. could have been their Netflix competitor, their Stranger Things competitor. Yeah. This really, really could have been. But they were unwilling to push it as hard as it could have been pushed and as far as it could have been pushed. Yeah. And so it floundered. That all of that said, it was good. It was I enjoyed really it. Good. I have, you know, a couple of pretty big complaints. I don't think it was perfect. Um I really didn't like the changes they made with Tiff. That's fully valid. Tiff in the comics is a bit more chill. She's smart. She's very focused on technology, plays a lot of video games, clearly a nerd. Um but it's like caring, compassionate, really connects to the other paper girls. Very empathetic. They made Tiff an absolute asshole in this. And there's no, there's no like interpretive part of that. Yeah. She's an ass the whole time. Yeah. There's not really much depth. And I don't know why. (laughs) And I, I feel bad for the actor that was playing her because I feel like she did a really good job. With what was given to her. Yes. But they wrote Tiff as this like self-absorbed super asshole who learns nothing. Yeah. In the in the route of season one, nothing is learned. She grows not at all. Conti- the she meets her older self, who is cool but also doesn't really have a lot of depth. Like Yeah. I I really thought that the again, the actor did a good job. Um I really liked her personality and her presentation on screen, but the character had zero depth and they present young Tiff with this moment of like, 
here's how you grow and learn yeah. and I'm shaking your worldview. And she responds to it by being an asshole at that. <laughs> She's yeah. like, oh, growth? Screw you. And starts like being more of an ass. So I don't know what the choice was there. I do not understand the choice to make that character that way. All the other characters were pretty true to the comics. Uh, you know, they made Aaron a little bit less courageous than I think she presents in the comics, but it worked. It was fine. But they shifted Tiff's character just extremely into this like self-absorbed, egotistical a-hole. And I don't know why they made that choice. I don't weird. understand it. And it... It was probably the biggest flaw of this for me is going through it. I just found myself just every time it was like, oh, here's a TIFF segment. I was like, oh, boy, here we go. Um, That's fair. And then to be honest, the ending, I it, it was the most like, oh, wait, is it over kind of ending? I think I've experienced out of anything ever. Yeah, it wasn't even just a um, cliffhanger. It was like, wait, that's it. Yeah, it was like <laughs> literally like ch -ch -ch, we fight back and then it was done the season over and i was like oh okay neat <laughs> um it was weird it was a weird it was a really poorly done ending to a season there was like a little bit of like a uh like a little bit of a cliffhanger like a little bit of a setup for what season two could have been esque. uh but it was like basically just over i think my favorite change that went from comic to, to adaptation that I really liked that they edited was that they actually gave Mac a relationship with her, her brother in the future. Mm -hmm. And they like gave, it, it gave Mac more depth. It gave Mac more, um, humanity, honestly. Yeah. Um, because in the books, Mac's humanity is so dependent on the other three girls but in the show, there's so much happening to all three girls at one time yeah. that they don't necessarily have that super tight closeness that they get really quickly. And by giving Mac a relationship to her brother, it gives her that humanity. It it kind of gives her that like empathetic space and it gives her a place to not just be kind of like a brutish bully. Mm -hmm. it, it gives her so much more depth. And I really, really yeah. liked that. I, uh, yeah, I appreciated kind of slowing down the pacing, uh, and giving more time per, per time periods. Yeah. Um, not focusing necessarily the entire thing. Like they, like they changed how KJ finds out about who she truly is inside, um, to her actually like experiencing a future version of herself because i think in the comics it's just kind of done in a flash she gets yeah. like a vision of her future and that's how she finds out but um you know slowing things down a little bit is good it 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 works and it gives you time to develop the characters a little bit and i thought they did well with that short of tiff <laughs> um but yeah it it i i didn't mind the changes that they made they introduced a new character named larry uh, and I think his like compatriot is also new. I believe it's been a while since I've read these books. I did a bit of a refresher today, but it's been a long, long time since I've read the full series. So, uh, there are some details that I might be getting wrong or saying wrong or something, you know, and at the end we have two of the girls ending up in like what I'm assuming is 1958, um, which is, I believe, where they meet the, like, 
newspaper writer who knows about the time war and stuff and things get weird but it was just kind of like a really like soft ending it was like really sudden and soft it was just like dun 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 action 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 action's over and so is the season <laughs> done um you know but all in all i liked the series i did i i enjoyed it it was like a six, seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. I give it a seven out of ten. There were moments when it was hard to watch because we already knew that it was canceled by the time we were watching it. And mm. so it was like something good would happen. And I'm like, well, now I don't want to watch it because now I'm just sad. <laughs> yeah, it was, you know, it was a real choice to finally sit and watch it. Because, it, you know, we just kept not we just kept other things getting in the way and we didn't have time to like sit and we had a lot of travel going go on go through this whole series and then we finally started i think it was it was literally i was like hey this weekend we should watch paper girls and then like the next day was when amazon was like we canceled it <laughs> and so we kind of looked at each other and we we're like i mean do we even want to like what happens if we love this and i did i i would have liked to see another season i think they would have nailed it i thought the actors did a really good job. I thought I really liked the representation of grandfather. I really liked uh, the woman playing the prioress was really menacing and very good. And I liked her kind of saga. Ali Wong killed it. Ali Wong destroyed it. I would have liked to see more of like the clone errands come in and have Ali Wong come back. Um, it was good. It was good. And I, I, they handled the heavy like philosophical side of it really, really well. Uh, which I thought was nice. So it was very relatable for people kind of dealing with struggles in their adult life. Yeah. But just didn't get the support it needed, to be honest. I, I agree with you that it's going to be hard-pressed to let have Amazon let it go, but I have read that the showrunners are actively pitching to other streaming services, so maybe there's something we don't know that they've already gotten the, yeah, fine, maybe. if you can sell it, then sell it from yeah, Amazon. Maybe, maybe so. they had a different agreement with amazon i just amazon's such a such a huge horrible company that i feel <laughs> like i don't see them being willing to give up on licenses even though they've canceled it as other companies have done in the past but maybe it's just you know i say maybe there's contractual things there or something go know. pitch it to paramount because they are willing to buy and spend money on just about everything at this point um, I just don't know if Paramount has the money to I, make it. I mean, they're doing the damn Halo thing again, and nobody liked that. True, yeah. So if they're willing to put the second, the second season money into Halo, I feel like they could probably That's afford true, Paper yeah. Girls. Paramount. So Paramount might be a good one. Anyway, <laughs> but go watch it if you have access to Amazon Prime. I don't think it's worth necessarily getting a new account uh, if you don't have access to Prime Video. Uh, Mostly because it's been canceled and partly because it was just kind of average, to be honest. Um, but I liked it. I would have liked to see more. Me too. So, if you I get think a chance it had a lot to of check potential. it out. It's worth checking out. So that's going to do it for us. Uh, if you want more episodes of Cover B, you can find them on our website, coverbpodcast.com. That's right. You can also follow us on social media at Cover B Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. For people that experienced Hurricane Ian, I hope everyone's safe and healthy and fine. Uh, our hearts go out to the people 
in South Florida that had to deal with damages and the amount of chaos down there. I can only imagine what it's like. So I hope everyone's good. Uh, until next time, as always, I have been Chris. This has been T. It's true. And you have been listening to, to Cover, Cover B. B. Bye, everybody.